Ladies and gentlemen, good evening boxing and MMA fans from around the world. Introducing from Bassett, California, the third man in the ring, Popeye Ray. Hey, welcome to Third Man in the Ring. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Please push that subscribe button. Today, we got an awesome guest. All you MMA fans, as well as me, I'm a great, I'm a big time MMA fan. I got the top referee in the world, guys. I got this, this, this man, this referee has done fights all over the world. I know you know him, I know him. When I have MMA parties to watch fights, who do I see on there? Herb Dean. And Herb Dean is, the, again, the top referee in the world. And today we're gonna learn how, or, or, or find out about his past, his future, what he does in the ring, and, and just, it, this is gonna be awesome. So right now I wanna introduce Herb Dean. All right, what's, what's happening, up, man? Thank man. you, brother. Thank you, hey, thank you for coming on. Sit down, man. Thank you for that introduction. Woo! Yeah. All right. Yeah. Man. Hey, first of all, guys, I just want to thank uh, Fight Academy Mixed Martial Arts right here in Pasadena. I mean, he, he blessed me to have this podcast here today, and that's, again, Fight Academy Mixed Martial Arts in Pasadena. Beautiful gym, beautiful oh, yeah. gym, and, and Herb actually trains here as well. Yeah, this is where I train. I, actually, we train today. Uh, we have um, uh, one of the things we do here. I, I'm kind of responsible for is a 40 and over uh, uh, grappling club. The senior so, guys like me. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we we got it. It's, it's fun because we got you know it's, some guys in the room who have a lot of experience. Some of them, and uh, uh, we got a guy, uh, Coach Tony. Man, this is guy is an inspiration to me. He's about getting, coming up on 70 years old, wow. and man, he's he's a beast. Like uh, I always get happy when I spend time with him. This dude, man. I'll be running at the Rose Bowl because I'm yeah. from here in Pasadena. I'll be down there getting my little miles in or something running around. And he'll just come running past me. And I know he started up in Altadena. He got a couple of miles in before he got to me, before wow. he ran, runs past. So I just hope I can be in that greatest shape. Yeah, man. So I'm always, that's been my thing, my, my running joke for probably the past since the 90s is when I grow up, I want to I wanna be I'll like be Coach like Tony. <laughs> so, hey, Herb, mm -hmm. tell us uh, Tell the fans a, a little bit where you grew up, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You well, I grew up right here. I'm from L.A. area. I grew up here in Pasadena. Um, I lived a few spots around the L.A. area, but, you know, even though I've got to travel a lot, I've never really lived anywhere else but here. I don't live too far from the gym, um, okay. just a couple of miles up the way uh, here in Pasadena. And, uh, yeah, that's where I grew up. Ha have you always been in the MMA game? Or? Yeah, well, I've, so I've always been in sports. I mean, not, I haven't always been in sports. I've always liked combat sports. Oh, okay. So uh, when I was um, when I was a kid, I took some karate classes, and then I had some friends who liked to box. I had a friend who had given me some some uh, little boxing lessons in the backyard. He taught me how to jab. He taught me about blocking, and you know, yeah, some yeah. defense. Uh, and then uh, I had some cousins who used to who uh, I had some cousins who were rough. Sometimes they'd come around and and give me slap box lessons. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah said, they pretty much street fighting. Yeah, there, yeah you know? just look and say, you know. I can't, I can't stomach you being this soft and just start <laughs> slapping me up, rough me up. Yeah, you know what I mean? so, yeah. But uh, I, that's, um, that's, yeah. So that's what uh, I've always been into martial arts, and so uh, actually that's how I got into uh, MMA. Um, well, first I had gotten into kickboxing, okay. so uh, I, you know, I had taken karate and I had done a little bit of boxing, and I thought that I knew how to kickbox because I did the two. But I had a friend who was kickboxing. And uh, this guy, Kevin Schumann, 
and uh, he was pretty popular on the scene here. And, and at the time, the, the local, the amateur scene here was really tough. These guys were doing... And, uh, and, and what year was this? About what year? This was about uh, 88, I think. Wow, that's been a while there, Yeah, huh? about 88. And so he, um, he, he, I went to see his fight. And man, you know, he's, he's fighting very on an international level. By I was very impressed. You know, uh, you know, he's fighting grown men from... Uh, from Thailand and, and uh, Cambodia and stuff like that and you know uh, was, would you say kickboxers in those countries are elite or, or yes. is it a different kind of style where they well, tend to come uh, the hard ones come from there yeah yeah well yeah th definitely those guys are elite but you know every country has its own thing and where they do and sometimes you'd be surprised at some of the stuff like I just watched uh, you know I, I, I get to work at one and uh we saw a guy. So you referee that as well? Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, cool. I, I don't referee the kick. I don't. I just do referee the MMA. But I'm at one because oh, okay. one has everything. One has yeah. kickboxing, hybrid, Muay Thai. what they call it today now. Yeah, hybrid shows. So uh, we get to see some guys from all over the world, you know. But yeah, yeah so at, at that time, yeah, he was doing that, and I was really impressed. And so uh, he introduced me to his coach, uh, Frank Trejo, from here in uh, Pasadena. And I started training with him, and I didn't realize, you know, what an honor and what this, who, what this man represented, who he yeah. was, until as I was spending more time with him, you know, I'd see people he's, come from all over the world. He's kind of like the guru of, yeah. of that sport, huh? Yeah, and see yeah. guys coming from all over the world, and, you know, he just, well, the way he was with his students, you know, he's, yeah. hey, Frank, yeah. But these guys are honorable master Trejo. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've traveled all the way here just to spend some time with you. So, um I was really lucky to get to be around him, and so that led to MMA. One of the guys at the gym who had started kickboxing also was uh, this guy Zane Frazier, and Zane was a really good karate fighter, and then he started having success at uh, kickboxing, and um, he was in the first UFC. Oh, okay. So well, I remember it, hmm? the, the first UFC. They didn't have no rules back yeah. then, no. Yeah, pretty so much. He, he was in UFC. The referee one. was just pretty much there to stop it. Nothing and, else, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember him behind mm -hmm. the head, and kicking yeah. when they were ground. Yeah, that was crazy. Big John was refing at that time, right? Actually, he refereed number two. So the first one, I don't remember that referee's name, but I think Big John started at UFC too. Oh. So for the very first one, they had someone else. Um, they um, so yeah, I was. I didn't believe it was going to happen. I remember there, you know, Frank was telling us, hey, uh, these guys, you know, they're going to do this. Because um, he had told me about the Gracies. He said, oh, yeah, there's these jujitsu guys, you know, they get you on the ground and they do all this stuff to you if you don't know about it, you know what I mean? You know, and so, of course, you know, I was like, okay, well, sign up. I want to start learning Let's about sign that. Sign up. Where do I sign? Yeah, yeah. But um, so, anyway, Zane competed in that. And so that's when, uh, you know, like everybody else, it sparked a craze. Everybody started cross-training. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a lot older than you, but I remember when uh, the the Bruce Lee movies came out when mm -hmm. I was a little guy. Um, Enter the Dragon and Return of the Dragon. Mm -hmm. I think I was like 10 years old, and man, the the Kung Fu studios just blew up, bro. Right, including yeah. myself. You know what uh -huh. I mean? So you was there? You went yeah. to the Kung Fu schools? Yeah, I went to the Kung Fu schools, bro, in Elmani. That's where I, I kind of grew up, Elmani, and then I moved to Bassett. You know? Okay. But right. let, let me ask you this. Uh, did so you go to Elmani Self-Defense School at all ever? Do you know no. about that guy? Um, Not that. I don't remember. It was in Elmani, but I was a little guy, like 10 years old, bro. You know, I had a little troubled life, so I was constantly in and out of wherever. But I, got, I went up to a, a yellow belt 
in mm -hmm. uh, Kung Fu. I think it was a yellow belt. But uh, I used to ride my bike with my gi on. Okay. I, mean? I was all uh -huh. proud of myself. But, you know, it's all good. Man. So tell me, Dina, when did the, the thought come in about, you know what, I'm going to try my hand at referee. Well, wait, wait, let me, I'm jumping ahead. The word is, Mike Beltran, who speaks highly of you, says you were a pro fighter. Well, you know, I did. I, I did. I like, you know, so I love, I love the sport. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, uh, that's, you know, how I was involved. I, in, but the thing, how I became a referee is in the early days of the sport, I think that um, all but, of us. But real quick. Her, the reason why I asked about pro fighting because a lot of the fans always, uh, I, I'm not going to say the the people that criticize, but some of them, ah, oh, well, he don't know, he never fought, but you fought. Oh yeah, no, so I've, you I've, fought. I've had some fights. I've, so I have, there you go, I've, fans. I've, mm -hmm. He knows how it is to grapple. He knows how it is to fight. He knows how it is to give a punch and take a and throw a punch. You know. Yeah. But go so, ahead. So bro. I've had kickboxing fights. I've had MMA fights. I've competed wow. grappling. Um, so the the thing about it is how that's how I got involved is because in the early days as you know the sport was building you know there was not these big stadiums it wasn't this thing like it was now you know if somebody can, gave can us I a parking lot can I ask you lot, as far it was illegal no it wasn't legal everywhere and so most of the time uh, we were doing things on Indian reservations and uh, and so, they only listen to the feds right or they only have to listen to federal right laws so they can they, for this type of thing they can. They can do their, make their laws for this. So that's why we are in our sport, especially here in California, we started on Indian reservations. So that leads to me, Larry Landless. Um, Larry Landless had a, a MMA training before it was called MMA it was because it was called No Holds Barred then and all the, whatever else it was called, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so he, he had a team. He was a wrestling coach and he had a. Bishop Amon, no? Uh, yeah, I believe he. Yeah, Bishop Amon, and he and I uh, said San Gabriel, all those in that um, Alhambra school district. Yes. Uh huh. And so, uh, you know, he had a, a little team for us, and we would uh, we would train. So we got to roll with some, you know, learn from some great guys. You know, Charlie Valencia was there, and Charlie had wrestled for uh, Larry, and uh, Jay Martinez was there. Uh, Antonio McKee would come through. Um, different guys would, come, you know, and so Larry was really. He was a really good organizer, and so he would organize these um, fights. We call them pancreas style fights, and so we'd have matches where uh, you know you get open hand strike to the head, punch to the body, and you can kick everywhere and grapple. And, and tell me, her an open hand punch oh, yeah. still hurts? Huh? Oh no, no, no! You can knock you. somebody out. That's and right. you can get knocked out, you know. Uh, I know. <laughs> you know? <And> so, <laughs> exactly, uh, man. Yeah, so he would do those and. Um, I mean, we had a fun time doing those, but one of the cool things is he, we got to interact with a lot of people. Tito fought in one. You know, the Shamrock would bring their, like, guys down who are, like, you know, amateur yeah. style, and we would go up there and get to interact with the, them, and they would do seminars, and they get to, you know, talk to Frank, you know, you know, um, to Frank Shamrock and, and, you know, to show us some moves and teach us stuff. Some of the exercises he did, I still do today, and... You know, it was, it was a lot of fun. So, but Larry was a, a referee for the area. And that's how I started referee. Larry would bring me out to be, uh, he, he gave me a inspector training. I was, you know, he's like, he, Larry's smart. He went around to uh, boxing and kickboxing. He knew we needed inspectors. He saw what they were doing. He's like, okay, I want you to do that. And I would kind of help organize the other guys from our gym when we were back there. Did, and, let me ask you this. Did you think at that time, you know what, I'm, 
uh, I'm going to really put my heart into this referee? Or did it cross your mind? Or you already had a game plan? No, no, no. So I first, when he first, when I first started refereeing, it was kind of an accidental thing. I was an inspector, and um, I was a volunteer, and the other guy was a volunteer, and one of the guys left, and I ended up doing everything, and I didn't. I worked so hard, I didn't get to watch any fights. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. they were like, Herb here, Herb there, and I was like, I tell the pro, I was like, man. I didn't get to watch any fights, you know, and he's like, oh, I'll do this for you. I'll make it up to you. And I go, one day, I go, well, let me try refereeing. And then when I got in there, I realized, man, this is a serious notion. You know what I mean? And I thought about it when I, you know, uh, so uh, once I was doing it, I know that I like doing it, but I said I need to spend a lot of time to make sure I'm good at this. This is something if you're going to do it. And there was no really school back then. Right. right? And so I, I learned from Larry a lot. And, uh, and, and real quick, guys, Larry, is a, he's a California official, but he went through a little medical problems. And uh, God willing, he's doing all right now. You know, from I talked to him a couple months back, and he said he was recovering good. Mm -hmm. you know? But, yeah, Larry's a, a referee as well. Yeah. yeah. So, Larry, uh, yeah, I just talked to him. Um, I think I talked to him a couple of weeks ago, last week, I think, yeah. Yeah, he's doing good, and he's uh he's doing you know he's he's still coaching wrestling, and he's got uh he's got a couple of wrestlers that he's really excited about that I, that that are going to do really well, you know. Yeah. So um, so yeah, so that's yeah that back then there was no there was no school to do it, and so what you could do is watch other people and learn. Who were you watching? Mm -hmm. Well, I'd watch John McCarthy. I'd watch the Pride refs, and so what was interesting is like our style was actually we took a lot from uh. From Pride, you know, we used to. I used to be the outside referee. We would do that system where there was an outside referee moving. Sometimes we'd have stuff in the ring, so you'd have to have more than one backup official. So that was kind of different. And um, over the, and, and over the years, I've I've got to work with Matt Hume, who uh, worked in Japan a lot. So there are a lot of differences to the way they referee over there in Pride and the way we referee here. One, the referee over there is. They're a lot more a part of the fight, and they communicate more, and there's a lot more. So in the early days when you'd watch the Japanese crowds, remember some subtle advantage would happen from, from the grappling, and the whole crowd would go, oh. And I was like, man, these guys are so smart. Well, part of it is because the referees would jump around and point. Ah, yes. something happened. Yeah. It's important right there. Ah, look right here. And they were very, um, very dim, and they demonstrated a lot. Uh, we don't do that as much here in America, but we are, that is part of your job as a referee is to communicate with nonverbal cues as to what's going on so then when something happens or you make a decision, it's not a surprise, you know? If the fight ends, boom, and down there, if you just stop the fight and just walk away, exactly. people are going to be wondering what's happening. Is it a timeout? They're going to miss that moment to get the well, cheer. So right. even just simple as a wave off, you know, that's like, a big like thing. Like Jack Reese teaches us, and I'm sure John says the same thing big john is you gotta you gotta let that guy know in the cheap seats what mm -hmm. you're doing exactly even if it's time stop or you know i'm, I'm calling time because of a cut but let that guy that spend his hard work money mm -hmm. let him know what you're doing as yeah, a referee exactly know? what's going so, on and, and you know i'm sure you know uh, andy foster holds us accountable he mm -hmm. he makes us train at least once a year yeah. minimum not to mention during the covid we had our our uh, Zoom calls mm -hmm. to talk about fights. You know, you remember that, right? Oh, yeah. I was yeah. on this. I, I chimed yeah. in a couple of the MMA ones. Hey, guys, we're just going to take a moment for our sponsors. We appreciate you. And again, if you want to uh, come on and sponsor me, send me an email at thirdmaninthereingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to HTC Construction in Ontario, California. 
Uh, they're a national leader in commercial construction with a proven track record of expertise in cold storage solutions and epoxy flooring. Their team works closely with you to efficiently meet all compliance standards while maintaining budget commitments and completing projects on time. HCC Construction works with Fortune 500 companies and small businesses throughout the country in the areas of steel stud framing, refrigeration panels, dock doors, comprehensive drain systems, fire sprinklers, block walls, and much more. If you have any modernization or full service construction needs for your business, HDC Construction is here to help. For bids, quotes, or a free con consultation, call 909-626-0214 or visit their website at www.hdconstruction.com. A shout out to our friends at Preferred Services. If you or anybody you know is in need of legal services, um, check out their Google page at Preferred Services. If you need help with any, whether it be civil, family, even criminal, these are your go-to guys. They can help you with family matters, they can help you with uh, divorces, child custodies, you've been involved in an accident or an injury, these are your go-to guys. So again, check out the Google page at Preferred Services. They've been in the business for over 35 years. They offer free consultations. If needed, yeah. they will come to you. If you need them to knock at your door or somebody else's door, these are the guys. So again, check them out on their Google page at Preferred Services. I want to shout out to Twitch Boxing Equipment. This is a, this one really touches my heart. He's got a glove for his son. If all you guys remember the boxing fan, Twitch Franco was hurt, I'd say like four years ago. He almost lost his life in a fight, but his dad created a boxing glove. He's gonna get it state approved, fight approved. And as soon as we get the gloves, we're gonna be right here, but he's gonna be selling those products and they will be fight approved. But thank you, Twitch Boxing Equipment. I got some, uh, here, I got some questions here. But why, before you get into it, man, that's really cool you bring up that mechanics and that. I know you talked about one time having a, a round table, and I think that, that you know, that's something, uh, there's a lot that can be done between uh, more communication between all us combat sports yes. officials, you know, especially because boxing has all those years and has so many mechanics, and boxing, part of the tradition of boxing is the stories, and, and, the, and the verbal oral tradition. So you have all those mechanics that have been passed down to you from those years. And some of them may apply to MMA and some of them may not. Yeah, yeah. But it'd be great to have those conversations to see what, you know, with an open mind to see what we can take from your sport, from boxing mechanics to over to MMA, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, some of them we have, but every time, now, but sometimes every time I talk to a boxing official, they'll tell me about a detail of a mechanic, like, oh, I didn't know you did that. And yeah, we don't do that, you know? Well, I mean, the only thing that wouldn't apply in MMA that boxers do is when the fighter goes down, we, we point to the ground. Obviously, that wouldn't happen with MMA. No. But uh, on another note, and this might be just totally changing the subject, just because a, a fighter in MMA is on the ground doesn't mean he's losing. Right. Oh, no, not at all. Because yeah, there's, there's some guy. I remember the Gracies. They'd be mm. on the bottom and they were in control. Yeah. Some guys, they just want to get connection. Yes, bottom yes. or top. Once they get connection, then that's when their little party starts. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh. that, that, I like the way you, that's when the party starts. Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to I wanted to give you props because Mike Beltran wanted to put it out there. You've been nominated the most of the best referee every year. I don't know how many, but I want to give you props for that. You know, I'm, I'm glad he came on our podcast, guys. You know, what were your biggest fights in the past? And let me tell you, fans, we're, it's, not, um, it's not really good to talk about fights coming up in cases of controversy. 
nobody can accuse us of favoring. But to keep ourselves safe, we don't talk about fights coming up. We talk about past fights. Yeah, because yeah, we don't want to talk about what we think might happen or exactly. And we, and, and and for me, I uh, really it's a it's a meditation for me, and I think the fighters deserve that. I really uh, take that uh, try to be as blank as I possibly yes. can, and uh, I, I work on that as a, as a frame of mind. I think the athletes deserve that. You know what I mean? Thank so, uh, so I, you know, I try not to think about that or, you know, who's going to do what or that's, that's for, that's for fans to enjoy. That's what exactly. I, so someone asked me is I actually, I'm much more interested in hearing uh, other people's opinion than trying to voice mine as to what's going to happen in a fight beforehand. Um, you, you talked about some, oh, you talked about the getting um, uh, the award. I think that's awesome. I got to get that award many times, and it was really cool. Uh, last uh, time, um, Mark Goddard won, and mm -hmm. so I'm really happy for him because of all, uh, you know, he's done a lot of work and a lot of success, and I'm glad that, you know, it's great to get some recognition for what he's done, you know. And, hey, uh, but, you know, what? Mm -hmm. and I want to give you props, too. Mike Bell, he's a MMA referee, judge. He always tells me, man, anytime you need advice or anything, you could always pick up the phone and call Herb. That says a lot about the top referee in the world. Some referees, I'm not saying any names, but some referees, they ain't got no time for you. But in California, I could actually say the top referees, boxing and MMA, they're humble, bro. They're humble. I, I don't know if it's just because we're in California. I don't know what it is, but props to that. Well, well, props then, to that. And, th and thank you for being a part of that because that's the, that's the biggest thing that helps us all, like you're talking about, is that conversation yeah. where we all, because... There's so many things in this dynamic sport. There's always going to be some. All I, I know that I've done, I've got the referee since around 99, and I've done it more than anybody I know. And the one thing I do know is that tomorrow when I referee, I may see something I've never seen before. I may have You're a situation anything, right? happen that I've never happened before. And what helps me when I have to, when you have to like make these real time decisions, is the conversations you have and how you run through these scenarios and you walk it out and you say, okay, well, this is how that could go. And then you start, and if this happens, that's going to happen. I'm going to do this. And that's how you're able to make those, those decisions, you know. And uh, also just adding to that, to that pool of knowledge. I do a referee training. Do, I, I train referees and judges. And you, and you have a class, right? You have a class. Right. And so, like, that's something I've learned from in that class. I'm always making it better. I've, and so what's been really cool is I've got to do it a lot over... Um, the last couple of years, and um, I've been in, having the guys who've taken my class, the guys who've taken my class and are out there working now, like Ryan Spink, John Romero, you know, he took my class. Mike Bell has come to help me with my class. Yeah. And these guys, uh, now they're teaching. And now I get, you know, I don't want to always be the one teaching. I want to listen to yeah. them teach. I want to exactly. listen to them tell me about the scenarios but they've had. Let me and, interrupt huh? you there. That's why I'm telling you fans, if you really, and, and these are the ones that really want to criticize I mean, you're, you're entitled to your opinion. Come take Herb's class, and, and you'll see when you're in there. Because it, it's your, your referee. When they're referee, taking the class, you're doing live. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you about the core. Yeah, so it's, it's a cool thing. One of the things I want to uh, focus on is a lot of times there's people who've come to the course who uh, didn't have enough martial arts background and whatnot, and so they had a hard time with that part. And I didn't know a way to engage them. And I really realized the most important thing for everybody, whether you're going to be a judge or referee or anything, is to be involved as an inspector. Yes. That's the, the key that's making things go around. And uh, 
I always want to, while we're doing it, make a call out to people to get involved that way because I'll tell you who we want. People, there's two types of people. Well, no, there's all a bunch of pipes, but like I'm going to divide these two sides. There's contributors and there's consumers. Nothing wrong from either side. Uh, some people are high, uh, you know, high class people. They, they, uh, they're the ones who are always sitting in VIP. They're the ones who maybe want to enjoy things from that angle. And that's, that's how they like to enjoy life. Um, I've always been someone who likes to enjoy from a contribution in, you know, even as a consumer, if I love something, I like to be a part of it. So someone could say, you know, hey, well, you could do this and do it in style. That's not the way I like to do it. I don't want to, uh, I've got to travel the world and I like traveling the world, being a part of something and being connected to something. And when I show up, I'm interacting with people who are in, into what I'm doing and I'm, I'm there helping build or I'm learning something. So that's how I like to do it. If you're that type of person, MMA, combat sports, all of them, especially on the amateur levels, there's a need for inspectors. There's a need for good people to be out there and being a part of that machine to support these athletes. We have the most unique, special athletes on earth. Nobody, it's, it's a totally different animal, this sport. Very few people can do what these people do and they put a lot on the line. And so if you enjoy combat sports, know that there's a place for you to contribute. You can get out there and be a part of as an inspector and help support these people to be able to do what they do best. And there, and there is a need. Go to your local show, ask them if they have inspectors. Some of them may not even have that person. Volunteer your time, say I'm here to work, no one's gonna turn you away. And uh, that's mm-hmm. the amateur in California is called the Camo League. Yeah. The Camo. And it, you could get on the website and, and you can submit your application or your want and they'll tell you when the next show and you go there and you start from the, you start from scratch, but you're involved. You're mm-hmm. involved and you learn from the bottom all the way to if that's your dream to be a referee or a judge. Yeah. And, and so that's a part of my course now. There's an uh, inspector training portion. So uh, here's how my course goes. I... We start off, we go through the, we start with the inspector portion, then we move into the judge, then we do some uh, MMA uh, technique. Uh, we come down here to the Fight Academy, guys teach me technique and stuff, and it's cool and fun. When's your yeah. next class, Her Next class is April 2nd, I mean April 12th, 13th, and 14th. We do three days. Um, so that's what day one looks like, day two, and then we, we judge rounds. Uh, day two, we probably uh, do some more judging, screening, then we get into the refereeing, and then uh, day three, we end it with a practical where uh, the guys actually uh, referee live sparring rounds and we see what their mechanics look like. It's a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there you go. So uh, I got some questions from th- some fans. So you, you got okay. to answer them. Let me got to put on my glass. I'm an old guy, bro. So from Met- Metskin Savage, he asks, uh, have you ever had to use your MMA skills to defend yourself from an angry fighter or cornerman? Also, we want to give another shout out to Valley Mission Builders. Valley Mission Builders is a general building company with over three generations of construction experience. They specialize in all phases of home construction, new home building, remodeling, room additions, and ADU and guest units. They can assist with planning and designing to complete complete construction. They service the greater Los Angeles area and Ventura counties, including the San Fernando Valley. Give Valley Mission Builders a call for a free consultation. We want to also thank our friends at CalStar Roofing. CalStar Roofing specializes in residential roofing, installing concrete roofing tiles, and composition asphalt shingles. They have been serving the Inland Empire for over 31 years. 
Call on CalStar Roofing for all of your roofing needs. Thank our friends at CJ Smiles. CJ Smiles is an organization that supports families dealing with childhood cancer by providing financial support and gifts with the hope of putting a smile to children with fighting cancer. CJ Smiles started in memory of CJ DeFossi, who was diagnosed with rhabdomyosarcoma in 2019. CJ loved to laugh, tell jokes, play soccer, and video games. He had the best smile. For two and a half years, he battled cancer with chemotherapy, radiation, multiple procedures, extensive hospital stays, and had relapsed twice. CJ gained his angel wings at the age of 10 years old. This sponsor, when it came in, um, it pulled some heartstrings, I have to admit. I'm an oncology nurse, and um, this one hit home. So again, it pulled my heartstrings, and I really want to thank you guys for your support and what you do to, in the community. Okay, so that's something, that's a good question. You know what? People always ask me, and they, man, these guys are so crazy. You're in there with these crazy. I find that the more combat and more contact there is in the sport, yeah. the less you get people acting out. Because the nature of the sport is they get to act it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, you see the guys cursing and throwing their rackets and things like that in some of these other sports. Or, I mean, I love bike riding, but man, when I'm doing like some miles around the Rose Bowl, man, those guys on the bikes. That's the most aggressive pack. You on your left, on your right. Watch this. In our sport, all that aggression, you're gonna we're gonna work yeah, it out. Yeah. You're gonna be punching each other in the face, and you don't really have time or energy to be spending arguing with me. So very rarely do we have problems. But a couple of times, and mainly it's just maybe guys were confused. I've been, you know, I've had guys taking me down a couple of times. One time a fighter, a couple of times fighters have taken me down. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I did have to use my guard to stay safe. Use use my yeah, bad yeah. game. I, I don't have that good of a guard game, but I, I used it. I stayed don't, safe. Don't give know? me any ideas. <laughs> don't give me any ideas, bro. Yeah, no, no. I, I know. I, hey, hey. I see the look. I see. Like I was telling, I was teasing him earlier. See, we're both wearing Levi's, but his look different than mine. You know, his crease game. That's crease game means there's a whole another level over here of street fighting. That's right, that's yeah, right. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I I've, I very rarely have had uh, had times where I've had to stay safe. Most of the times, I just uh, try to give them another option, give them a chance. Hey, yeah, you yeah. know, try to think it's about in the heat else. of the moment, yeah. right? Even if I see guys about to interact and go after their guy again, I'm not going to try to tackle them. I just maybe come by and spin him in another direction, get him to look at something else. Give him one more chance to make a different decision. You know what I mean? And usually that's all it takes. You know, just in the heat of the moment, and uh, because you know. Yeah. yeah, you're not going to, yeah, that's that's what we're here to do is to help them in that heat when right. it gets there to that's someone, right. you know, like that. So from another fan, uh, Ron Burgundy, and um, I wonder who that is, huh? Ron <laughs> Burgundy, but that's his name. Mm -hmm. Herb, have you ever felt, well, how do you feel about the point system in MMA? Are you oh. comfortable talking about that? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. talk about the point system. Because I know... I know Andy Foster, our boss, mm -hmm. has brought that up a few times. Yeah. Especially the 10-8. Oh, yeah, man. He, he holds us accountable. And he'll, you know, after every fight, he has a debrief in MMA and in boxing. And he will jam you, why did you give that a 10-8? Yeah. And, and mind you, on our other podcast, we showed videos of, of Andy Foster. He knows the game, too. He was a fighter oh, in MMA. Andy, and Andy he can grapple. savage, now. man. Yeah. Hey, did you see some of his MMA fights? Yes, yes. <laughs> Putting it on. That's hey, right. Yeah, so, um, okay, so, I mean, I'm, that's a big thing to talk about. And so... You know, I can get into the weeds on this stuff. So if I start just getting give too a, deep, a rough. yeah, yeah, just let me know. But the uh, the point system, it's the system we have. Yes. Um, and it, I, it rules are rules. Yeah, and I've worked in other systems, so there's there's a lot of ways to chop up a fight. Mind you, real quick, mm -hmm. have, do you judge too? Sometimes? I do judge. I okay. do judge. I probably every time I work in California, 
I judge. So as I, as I work as a referee, they'll give me at least probably two or three fights to also judge. When I'm not refereeing, yeah, I'll yeah, be judging. Yeah. And I've judged on and off the whole time I've done this. So yeah, I've got, I've got to do a lot of judging rounds. Uh, so I'll, I'll be judging tomorrow probably, and I'll be judging tomorrow probably on Saturday. Um, Mind you, we have a uh, Bellator, right? Yeah. Bellator is this Saturday at the forum, but this won't be released till after. But yeah, uh, Herb will be there. Yeah. So yeah. go ahead, talk to us about, give us your opinion on that. Well, you watch know, yourself because Andy might be watching. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think first of all, it's a system. And, you know, there's problems with it and there's good things about it. Uh, the biggest problem, like you said, is the 10 8 round. Or actually, the biggest problem is the 10 9 round. Because in the system where, I, where we have fights where people disagree often is because a 10-9 covers such a large space. Yeah. You get the same amount of credit for doing a vastly different amount of work. If we would have it be in there, and let's say every time I hit you, you hit me back twice. Or, you know, I hit you three times, you got me five times. Now, you never, you never broke my will. I never, I met you every time. Pop, 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 boom, 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 yeah. pop. You know what Tip I mean? For tat. Yeah, yeah. But you were getting ahead. You won every exchange. That's a 10-9 round. You didn't, you didn't dominate me. You didn't, you know, crush my spirit. You know, I came and was meeting you every time. Yeah. But you outworked me every single time. You landed two punches more than the one I landed. Your, your reward for that will be 10-9. Now, if we were to have a round where we were even, and then at the end I beat you by one jab, what's the reward I'm going to get? 10-9. I'm going to get the same amount of reward for doing a vastly different amount of work. And so that's the problem we have. That's one of the problems we have in that system. That's why they're trying to give more 10-8s and trying to change the criteria. But it's really hard to make sure that everybody, um, everybody's on the same opinion of what a 10-8 is going to be. And so we have trainings. We try to write, uh, we try to write rules and write scoring criteria. And, but, and, and mm -hmm. let me quote, let me quote um, Mike Beltran. He sticks by this, and he says. Judges and referees should have a minimum of a purple belt in jujitsu mm -hmm. because you got to know the ground game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you just ask a Joe Blow to, to judge uh, a ground game, and I mean, how, you know what I mean? So, so I, 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 here, I actually here. agree with them. Uh -huh. I, I don't know about the belt system, but you got to know jujitsu. Well, you have to know what you're looking at. You have to know yeah. MMA. So I don't want to say you have to know jujitsu. You should, the sport that we're, we're yeah. uh, refereeing and judging is MMA. And you should be familiar at a detailed level of the techniques the yeah. guys are doing. Because as a judge, what, are you, what, are your, what happens when your job as a judge, you're not here to uh, judge a success because if it's successful, the guy won the fight. The fight's yeah. been stopped. You're here to judge when it wasn't successful. You're judging the comparative uh, performance of two athletes at the same time. And these guys are applying different techniques and you have to have a knowledge of them. Each, these guys are wiggling around out there and each of those wiggles has a name and an objective. And so you're gonna need to understand what, why they're successful, why they're not successful. And that's what you're doing as a judge. As a referee, you have to understand the technique that's being applied so that you can make an intervention yeah. that's gonna save the guy from unnecessary injury. So when someone's locked on with a heel hook and the guy starts cranking, you don't wanna just get over there and just start going, stop, 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 yeah, yeah, stop. Yeah. Because while that happened, that time, that one, two, three, 
That's the difference between, ah, uh, I need a little ice and I have thousands of dollars of surgery and I may never be the same again. And so, let, the, let me ask mm -hmm. you this, is, is a scream the same thing as a tap out? Depends. Okay. There's lots of screams. And that's part of your job as a referee yeah, to know that. Yeah. yeah. If somebody's summoning the, the powers of Valhalla or whatever, ah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, that's, that's different. And so that's a part of your uh, knowledge of him. Because if he's doing the right things while he's screaming, yeah, that makes sense. But if he's doing something that's totally yeah, inappropriate yeah. because the move got slammed on him so fast he didn't have time to think and he feels like a, like, you know, a cat with his tail stuck in the door and he's screaming and panicking, then you know the difference. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. so that would be a tap. That's called a verbal tap. Yeah. But if somebody's doing the right thing and they make a noise, yeah, well, they're fighting. Fighting hurts. People make noise while, you know, while they're going through it. So uh, from Rob Marino, uh, MMA versus boxing, are there fights that are allowed to continue even with excessive bleeding like Nate Diaz? When do you decide, Herb, a fight when there's a, a lot of bleeding, when do you decide? Do you make that call? Do you let the doctor make that call? Or? Well, that's something that we still work on a lot because there is some guys that just tend to bleed before they yeah. even get in the ring sometimes. Yeah. And and I'm so, being sarcastic there. But, but no, but you, you're right. So here's the thing. Um, from the bleeding I've seen, I don't think, uh, I've talked to some of the physicians yeah. and I've talked to some very experienced physicians. Saying, okay, the blood, yeah, I know it's blood everywhere, but he's not in danger of bleeding. Today. And Dr. Wallace mm -hmm. is one of our top yeah. Top doctors. And so they're, they're not in danger of bleeding to death. And so, um, so now and, the and, things... And I could be wrong. I, I'm almost positive. We, no fighter has lost, I mean, has lost their life behind a cut. Behind, yeah, so a bleeding to death. So yeah. you're exactly right there. So um, the, um, the thing that we're looking at is the placement of the cuts. Yeah. So, like you know... Eyelids. Yeah, eyelids or things in here. With, and and maybe... I have, I have seen some... Pretty ugly cuts in MMA. Right? Yeah, that can keep that, you know, and also the sport's different, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, you know, we get we have uh, doctors there to help give us some advice yeah. and give us guidance. They bring us in, we bring them in, and they'll talk about what's going on with the cut and why it's a danger and what could happen if it gets worse. And so then we make those decisions, and we have uh, some physicians to give us good advice. But just because it's bloody doesn't mean it, it's it's a reason to stop. It's... it's uh, what are the other, is there, is there a chance that someone could be uh, damaged in another way by this cut, not just yeah. from the loss of blood? And in boxing, it, it's usually the, the eyelids. Mm -hmm. If you see white and stuff, then, then yeah, you know. But I always no, try yeah, to yeah. let the cornerman, the mm -hmm. cut man, get a chance to work on it. Some guys can stop anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but so there's some things that, yeah, because of the placement that we, we, we're going to let that one uh, not, uh, we're going to have to go ahead and stop that fight. But then there's the other part of it. So there's some people, you know, and everybody has their, uh, has their part of it, you know, and, and because sometimes people don't want to see a lot of blood. So in some places, in some markets in the world, they're like, nah, if there's, if there's too much blood on here, the, the partner is like, if there's too much blood, I'm going to lose, we're going to lose our television deal, you know? And so there's something that they have to think about. And so I think that that's always a conversation that we can have more of because yeah. for to be on the same page, because I don't, I don't want to make decisions like that. I, I mean, I had a fight where a guy was bleeding a lot, but the guy who was bleeding was winning. But it was kind of gross. What fight was that? Do you remember I, that one? I don't want to give it particular. I do remember. I don't remember exactly the, which both fighters, but I do remember there was a lot of blood, and uh, but the guy was winning, 
and now I'm going to stop and give him a loss because it's gross. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Good, you're yeah, right. Like, well, you lost this fight, even though you're winning, because it's disgusting. I, I need more. Uh, if I'm going to make decisions like that, I think as a group, the sport needs to come and set some parameters for me to work with on that. Yeah. And and with that said, I'm, I'm a little disappointed if. If Herb didn't know jujitsu and know how to box, I'd probably rush him, but I don't want to get my butt kicked. But he didn't no. bring his guitar. Oh, Mike Beltran yeah. tells me this guy could play the... I, I want him to... to I know. do like the strum. I do like the strum some chords. I, I'm a hack. I'm a, uh, I'm a guy. I'm an amateur a hack, a self-taught guitar player, but I've been doing it for a long Mike, time. Mike says you're the Jimi Hendrix of MMA, bro. <laughs> I think that's Eddie Bravo who would be that. That would be Eddie Bravo. But I do like doing it. Um, I started playing... See, I started focusing and I tried to learn I played bass before and um, a friend taught me how to play bass and then um, I started focusing on guitar when my daughter was born uh, because I wanted to have something to do with be yeah, at the house more or something you know I wanted to be able to play some Disney songs and yeah, stuff yeah. like that so I've been doing it for a while because she's 26 now and uh, we um, and she plays and my son plays and so well, that's one of the ways we get wow. to communicate. So that's 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 a more of like a kumbaya instead of a Jimmy, Jimmy, you know. <laughs> kumbaya. Jimmy, yeah. mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I thank you for coming on, Herb. Um, you want to tell the fans anything? Um, yeah, no, I, I thank you for coming on. And I was supposed to talk to you more about your stuff, man. I didn't. This is about you, though, Herb. No, Herb. you're the man, bro. But it was you're the man. I mean, no. I I appreciate it. And and it, you know what, guys. Send in your questions, and you know what? I'm really going to want to have a roundtable with all the MMA guys, same as the boxers, but thank you, Herb. I, I'm grateful. Uh, Fight Academy, Mixed Martial Arts in Pasadena, thank you for letting us use your gym. Yeah, that's something I want to say. Yeah, definitely. I want to thank Savant. He's been my friend. For, we've been friends for a long time, uh, even before uh, doing the uh, fight thing. Uh, some of you guys might know him as the black Superman, the little guy with the Superman punch. Knocks some people I can out beat with him, that. Yeah. I can beat him, <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm, I'm he's glad not he's that not tall. here. I can he's not him, that man. tall. So, uh, <laughs> but um, guy, he's amazing. If you're in the area, uh, it's an amazing gym. Beautiful, uh, beautiful gym. Beautiful gym. Uh, it's always a great culture here. Somehow he's got this town where everybody feels like they're family. You know, everybody feels like they're uh, that that they're a part of a family here. And uh, the kids, kids program kids are welcome, is amazing. Right? He's a uh, his kids program is great. Go check him out on uh, Fight Academy on their Instagram on their uh, social media. Um, you get to see kids doing learning, learning how to deal with situations, and uh, there's a there's a talent to it, you know. And uh, so I try to, it. I try when he was here earlier. I try to bribe him, see if I can get a black belt, and just make it look like I'm a black belt. But he wouldn't give it to me, bro. So uh, I guess I got to earn it, you know. <laughs> yeah. But again, anything else, Herb? Uh, no, I mean that's it, you know. Um, oh, follow me on Instagram, Herb yes. Dean MMA. Uh, at, at Herb Dean MMA, that's on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, HerbDean.com, especially if you're interested in uh, learning about being an official or an inspector, we do courses and um, and it will drop before April, so you'll have enough time to sign up. And, and there's a fee, but it's well worth it, guys. It's well worth it. And again, if you guys want to sit there behind the computer and talk, get in the class, and then you'll know. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. Thanks for that. Thanks for having me on, man. Thank Time you. Time flew, man. All yeah. right, brother. All right. God bless, guys.